0: forward the peterson automotive museum this is car stories today we are out in Carpinteria, california visiting automotive photographer jesse alexander jesse thank you so much for having uh me out and spending the day with you you spent the day with me. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's been it's been really hard, actually. Uh, you know, we've spent a couple hours together. We had lunch, and I've wanted to ask you so many questions, and I keep saying to myself, "No, don't ask me about this," because I want to I want to wait for him to be on the podcast. Uh, so now that we got you here, I, I can ask you a million questions. And I wanted to go back to the very beginning, though, with what is your earliest automotive memory? Okay, well, you got to come a little closer to me so I can. We'll keep... get nice, nice and close. Do you remember your earliest automotive memory? Yeah, for sure. It's not uh, difficult to uh,
1: reply for. Um, my dad had a big Packard convertible, and he was very active in the American Legion and as a World War I guy. And um, we would be able to d- drive... The Packard, in the Fourth of July parade, and I was a little boy, and I could sit in the back, and be part of the scene in this wonderful big Packard convertible, um, and that's where it all kind of started my interest in cars. Where Where
0: did you grow up?
1: Uh, I'm a Santa Barbara kid. I grew up here, and uh, then I went uh, went east to school. Um, but really, Santa Barbara is my uh, emotional home, and uh, but I lived in Europe for quite a while, making doing photography, uh, covering motorsport
0: in Europe. So it, it's so interesting your career because you're you're two things: you're a, a car fan, and you're a photographer. Um, how early on? what sort of you said the Packard started it all but when did the photography enter your life um I remember
1: I took an art class in college and part of the curriculum for that class was fine art photography and of course Ansel Adams was a the example of of a American photographer who did fine art work and uh I look back at that and thinking of him as um, an example for how to go places or to do a wonderful work as in a fine art vein. Um, I don't do stock photography. I just do uh, high quality black and white work.
0: Were you artistic as a kid? Did you were you into art? I mean, was this the career path you wanted to go down?
1: No, I grew up really um, aware of, of of art, but it wasn't until I got into doing an education and school work did uh, it become a part of a chapter in my life to know more about art. I never thought of myself as very creative in art but um, as I got into it and didn't and worked and would see things with my eyes and want to make a print of it, make a photograph of it and make a you know a good strong image of it something was really exciting to my eye and frame it up frame it as a
0: piece of art and what when did it sort of click in with you, when did you realize you had a gift and a talent for being able to capture such amazing photographs?
1: Probably not until I was uh, 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 finishing up high school
0: and getting into college.
1: Yeah. And this was in the early 50s. And sports car racing had come to California from England. And the MGs, the Morgans, uh these interesting sports cars were on the scene and they were enchanting. And I got into the the club atmosphere of that. And uh, that's where it really pretty much all began, going to some of the races, sports car races in, uh, in California, Pebble Beach, Long Beach, Palm Springs, things like, places like that.
0: And were you? Did you have success with her right away? Um, was not you... really.
1: Not really. Um, in terms of success, it didn't really sort of come to me until um, I was living in Europe, and I was asked to become a contributor to an American car magazine. It was going to be Sports Cars Illustrated, and uh, I started covering the races, doing the photograph, and doing the race report as well for these grand prix and sports cars in Le Mans, and it became a huge chapter of my life. And uh, I have this huge archive of imagery from those days.
0: So how how do you how does Jesse Alexander, a kid, you know, in the back of his dad's Packard in Santa Barbara? taken a photography class in college. How do you go from that lifestyle? What brought you over to Europe to photographing at Monaco and Le Mans and Spa? I had seen a few of the
1: European car magazines from England and France and Germany. And I knew that there was this really very active scene in Europe of Motor racing, the twenty-four hours races at Le Mans, and the Grand Prix scene. And my first wife and I went to Europe in um, early fifties, and we bicycled around Europe. And I loved the uh, being in Europe. And then came back, and several years later, I returned to Europe, and uh, actively began covering the races for um, SCI, Sports Illustrated, Car and Driver.
0: What, um, when, when you would do these, when you would go to the races and, and I'm, I'm looking around at these, you know, you have hundreds of historical photos, uh, and it's, it's funny cause I go, oh, that's, you know, I know that car from seeing it at this show or seeing it, at this you know museum and, you know, but you were, you know, or I've read so much about these events and these races, but you, you are the reason why we've read about these events, and you're the reason why we've seen these cars because we're seeing them through your eyes, we're seeing them through your lens. What was that being on that scene like for you? I mean, what as a as not only just a photographer being hired to cover an event, but as a fan?
1: Well, it was incredibly exciting, but I was more than a fan. The fans were all around us, but I became um, good friends with many of the drivers and the mechanics and all the various teams. Uh, I'd be there frequently. And uh, I just sort of uh, fell into it in in terms of a career.
0: And what do you look for when you're composing a good photo? What what are some of your favorite types of photos to take when when you're at the races?
1: Well, I'm looking at one right now. I'm looking at the garage in France where the Porsche team brought their cars every year and they'd rent this garage in this French village and it's a very charming scene with the school kids in the doorway looking in and the workbench in the back and the, these full race cars for Le Mans right there and the, you know, they'd, they'd come all the way from Germany and in a big lorry and come to,
0: come to this race um, it was all part of it you were around so many legends and at so many legendary races. Did you know, I mean, did you realize how significant it was going to be at that time? When you were shooting these cars, did you did you think these icons would still be celebrated 50 years later and these cars would still be around? Um, or was it just a day of the races for you?
1: There's no way that I could anticipate or think about that in
0: those terms at all.
1: It was just my, my library, my pictures.
0: Do you have a Do you have a favorite time? You know, a favorite track you would like to go shoot at?
1: Yes, at uh, the, at Le Mans in France, a twenty four hour race. Um, it's a huge event. Um, teams from all over Europe, and then the Americans came. Cunningham. Chevrolet came, Ford was there big time in the early 60s. The GT40, a very successful time for Ford at Le Mans. Uh, so that really is the one place that is a perfect example of, of, of what my career was about.
0: And did you have a, a spot? did you have a a favorite area you would like to go to get cars at different angles and shoot?
1: Yeah, I would say that my favorite spot was in the pits. Why is that? There was a lot of uh, activity around me with the mechanics working, the drivers waiting to get back in their car after it came in for a break getting refilled with fuel whatever. Uh, Being in the pits was really where all the real color was, the local color, activity and the emotion and Yeah, it was, and there were images around me all the time. I could keep working all day long, all for 24 hours.
0: It's amazing, you know, today we have digital cameras and you can take 40,000 photos uh, and keep it in your pocket. Yeah. Um, It wasn't the case though with you. Would a lot of thought, I mean, did you have to be sort of careful with what you were shooting? to not waste the shot or to get it just right and and how much thought goes into composing that shot
1: it varies from shot to shot if you see one you focus and you move over a little bit or try to change the frame a little bit it varies from time to time but usually within one or two three frames you can really grab it
0: that make sense yeah, it it does, and because it, it, it just, I I don't know how to put it, and maybe you can better explain it. You know, we're looking. They're great photos for two reasons. They're great photos because it it's a, you picked the right angle, you, the, you know the you've captured the motion you've captured.
1: It was the time of the. The, the year of the event
0: and it's 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 the content of the photo yeah all these photos have cool things in them um so it and not to take away from your work but it's it just it it's so breathtaking you can really study one of your photos um for so long when when did it dawn on you that this was going to be your path this was your sort of life choice <laughs> when did you realize you you were going to be jesse alexander
1: I don't think it ever dawned on me. I think it just it just happened. Yeah. It's a very difficult question to reply in any kind of sense at all. I'm looking at my wall here and I got a picture of Ansel Adams here who's taking a picture of a school group. Uh it's a charming image and you know, it's all it Phil Hill up here with a wreath around his neck. These are all my buddies. Yeah.
0: Did you did you work with Ansel?
1: No, I studied his work. I never worked with him.
0: Did you find him to be, uh, I mean, you you must have found him as a huge influence on you.
1: Well, can you repeat the question?
0: How influential was Ansel Adams on you or on your career?
1: I wouldn't say that he was really influential. Um, I would say that I wanted to be known as a fine art photographer. Um, I think that's the best I could do. I don't know how to answer that. I'm just very fortunate.
0: How did you notice your style progress? The more you know, because you, you went to Monaco several years, you went to Le Mans, you, you went to all these tracks. As you came back each year, um, not only was the technology on the track getting better, but the technology in the camera world and you're becoming more experienced. Um, do you look back on some of those earlier photos and go, well, if I only knew this, um, or, you know, are you, are you constantly learning? I mean, do you find yourself even today?
1: I'm saying I was constantly learning. I think yeah. that's
0: a really good way to put it. Yeah. And, and what about even in more modern times? Um, you know, you've seen, you've gone from the old Leicas and Canons, uh, to now, you know, how do you feel about this sort of modern age of photography, how it just instant it is?
1: Well, first of all, it's great fun. Yeah. I really enjoy it a lot. Um, it's fun working in Lightroom, playing around with the images, shooting black and white, come back to color. And it's very, it's much more creative in some ways now. These are tough questions. It's very hard to verbalize about it all.
0: No, it, and it—and I think what's neat is, you know, these photos evoke so many emotions um, that it, not only do you see the emotion in the drivers and in the people, but it brings a lot of emotion out of you in some of these photos. Um what you know what is your sort of favorite part about the photograph is it is it the final product is it being at the event taking it is it sort of aligning everything just right i mean how do you know you know do you have that feeling when you snap the camera that this is going to be a good photo you know this one came out right
1: you don't know until you you can think, yeah, maybe I got it. But you don't know until you get the film back from the drugstore, which is one of these lines I really enjoy because now it's, you, you see it right away in the camera. And you think, oh, that's pretty good. That's great. Yeah, I, did a, I did it. And it's such a different time. Very different time. Yeah. Um, everybody is taking pictures. And that's exciting. Everybody's got a
0: phone. Do you like it mean, do you like the iPhone or or do you I'm or, just learning how to use it? But I mean do you like how accessible we are to cameras now or or is there a part of you that you want to tell people no this is an art form it's not just not everyone can just throw an Instagram filter on something and call it art.
1: I don't think they are there the, the, the other folks aren't aren't there in the arts and they're not not thinking of us as art, you know? I, I, I'm not sure I'm really hitting the nail on the with the hammer very well with these but um I love what I do, got a lot of great shots, and I'm incredibly fortunate.
0: Did you ever want to race? You were always at the track. Did you ever want to get into a race car? Did I ever want to get in the race car? Yeah. Did you ever uh, think about maybe well, you know, I, you're friends with Dan Gurney, you're friends with Phil Hill, you do everything. Yeah, give me a shot. I, what was really
1: exciting was to be a passenger with Phil yeah, on the Nurburgring or someplace. And, it's, and you feel it's very perfectly safe. And then you, you see this guy driving him, and he's extraordinary watching him. Phil and Gurney, not too many of those guys left.
0: Just out of sheer curiosity, what car did Phil Hill drive you around the Nurburgring in? Because that wasn't
1: just—it was a standard Mercedes sedan, which was a rental car. Yeah, and we were on the door handles most of the time. That's a wonderful phrase from England. Oh, he's on the door handles, and really pushing, you know, and sliding, and and you feel so confident, and it's so much fun to watch somebody who knows what he's doing in just in a silly Mercedes sedan.
0: Did he? I mean, was he one of the true best in your opinion? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, he had a real gift, real gift. Dan Gurney had a gift. Yeah, Sterling Moss,
0: Sterling's still around. And you've owned some. You, you were telling us over lunch, you've you've also owned some pretty neat cars. And uh, you had a Gullwing, yeah, three hundred SL Gullwing. What drew you to the Gullwing? What mm-hmm. what what made you want want to buy that Gullwing?
1: It was nineteen fifty eight, fifty nine, and here was this opportunity to have this incredible car, and there weren't very many around, and. Uh, the offer came up. the director of the company was at it, and he was tired of it, and his family was growing and I just sort of stepped into it and it was my daily yeah. driver for a few
0: years and When did you find out it was special?
1: <laughs> you found out it was special when you get caught in a traffic jam and and you and you have to open the doors to get the fresh air in because there was no air conditioning.
0: <laughs> no, and yours, yours in particular. You said you found out at one point it was an aluminum. It was a lightweight. Yeah, and it yeah. had. Yeah, and unbeknownst to you, it it had a lot of racing pedigree. Had a
1: race history. That particular chassis was the winning car at the Le Mans twenty four hours in nineteen fifty two. Um. And, and a lightweight aluminum body. Yep. That car is now in a private collection. Amazing car! It's a historic machine.
0: Yeah, it, it just it's it's so amazing how you have managed to not only be sort of this this historian for motorsports. Um, you know, it you see these collections of photos, and it, you didn't collect them; you made them. And, you know, you're, you're continuing to create art and create work. Do you do you ever want to go back to a race and shoot?
1: Not really. No, I don't. I've been there, done that. And yeah. Although I will confess I go to the uh, Monterey Historics. I've been going almost every year. And last year it was a Porsche gathering. And it was great fun. Uh, I met a lot of old friends. And that was really the the highlight of the weekend, not any pictures that I was taking, but to see a lot of old friends. And that's the real draw of those historic races.
0: Do you have something left on your list in life that you haven't checked off that you still want to go out and do and accomplish?
1: Not really. I can't think of anything. Maybe I'll think of it when I put the microphone down afterwards, but um, not right now. Yeah. Not right now.
0: And and what advice could you give to a, a photographer? Because the you know, automotive cars and photography just seem like they've always gone together very well. Um and a lot of a lot of photographers are car people and car people are, are into photography. What advice do you have for someone who's trying to make a name for themselves as an automotive photographer?
1: That's really a tough one. Um just do what you love to do and be happy and and and, and be self critical and 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 you'll come come across a few images and then it goes on from there. I'm not sure I'm doing a very good job of answering that question, but you've got to believe in what you're doing and um
0: enjoy it. Does that make any sense? It it does, and it seems like You've you've had that motto your entire life because it, it yeah. seems like you've lived ten lives and you've enjoyed them all. <laughs> I never ride horses. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> never rode a motorcycle. So you got some you got some things left to try. So you, even for Jesse Alexander, who's who's been all over the world uh, photographing everything. I mean, just the astonishing stuff does, does any one photo stick out i mean is there one where you went yep that's my that's me that's perfect
1: well i think the jimmy clark portrait is the one i'm sort of known for mm-hmm. um there's a we we all have our uh, one photo in our career i think and um that really stands out Um, Ansel Adams had a picture of a New Mexico and the moon, it's called Moonrise over Hernandez. I think we all have a moonrise in our own library that we like to think of as our moonrise. Does that make any sense? It
0: it actually makes perfect sense. We we all have a moonrise at some point in our lives and yours, you believe, is is Jimmy Clark, is the portrait. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yet the one we're looking at here
0: with the kids in the doorway, those little ch- children
1: getting there, I mean, it's charming. It's wonderful.
0: It, it's just, its it's been an absolute uh, outstanding day, getting not only to, you know, <laughs> tour your photos and, and learn about your history, but just, just to see a, a slight piece of how you create. Um, thank you so much for having the museum out. Um, we look forward to... Uh, some upcoming Jesse Alexander, um, projects we'll be talking about down the road. And, um, you know, I, I can't wait to find even more photos of yours. I, <laughs> I, I literally, I was thinking so funny. I was thinking, God, I wish I was alone right now so I could just dig through and look at all this stuff. i there's so much stuff yeah. in here I want to just look at. Uh, but I, I will, uh, I'll leave that to you. I don't want to dig too much through through your stuff. Uh, Mr. Alexander, thank you so much. Thank you oh, for having us out.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: Have a good day.